1: A problem to the police, but a crusade of a law. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Tiffany, and today I am joined by the incredible Daniel Warren Johnson. You know his work from Dead Earth, Wonder Woman, Black Label book. You might also know him from Murder Falcon or from where I started, Extremity. Daniel, thanks so much for being here today. How are you? Thank you
0: for having me today. It's great to be here. <laughs>
1: of course, of I'm, course. I, I, I'm doing well. Good, good. Now that's Hey, it's 2020-old. All we can hope for is doing well so it's 10 out of 10. Amen. Um, <laughs> uh, so I want to kind of start this off with like a little story that this actually isn't the first time you and I are meeting. It's not. You may not you probably don't remember and that's fair but I do remember. I do okay. remember and I wanted to share this because <laughs> you're just such a genuine guy. Huh. Legit like not only here where it's like I'm seeing your smiling face and we're doing an interview and like you're, you're cordial. No like in real life you are too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, your Comic-Con? I want to say it was 2017, 2016 it was somewhere in there. Yep. It was 2017. It was definitely 2017. Was it uh, downstairs where it was out. really
0: hot? It, like it was really hot down there? Like yes, it, was it was in like a Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, they yep. moved it down there. Yep. And um I had been reading Extremity and I loved it and I came up to your booth and I basically like just I don't think I stopped talking. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I have to tell him all these things. It's amazing, blah, 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 blah. And you were so kind. I brought my book to get signed, and you signed <laughs> it. And you actually had special covers printed up just for New York Comic Con. I
0: remember that.
1: And they were up for sale, and you just took one, signed it, and you handed it to me and <laughs> let me leave with it without paying you a dime. (laughs) I had come there to thank you for sharing an amazing story and you were like, no, no, thank you, take this thing. And I was like, I never forgot that, like, ever. I, I, you know, you're just such a nice person. (laughs) Um, Oh man, that's awesome. uh, Such a great moment. And um, I love telling people that story because like legitimately, like, you are, you're, you're like this crazy amalgam of like, punk rock and roll metal but like also kind of like seemingly the bob ross of comics like (laughs) in the best way possible
0: (laughs) okay that's a that's a really cool compliment i'm gonna take that thank you
1: (laughs) you you just have such a cool chill vibe about you but you put on the page these incredible stories and images where does it come from man
0: (laughs) The Bob Ross part or the uh, the metal, I don't know.
1: I'll take either, man. Whatever, whatever you want to start with.
0: <laughs> man, uh, that's a great question. Um, well, okay. So, you know, when I was like growing up, my parents were like, no punching, no blood, no wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I've, I'm sure I've told this story before, but whatever, I'm going to tell it again. I remember my grandparents had got me some like 90s Superboy comics um you know with like the leather jacket and oh, yeah. you know and look I I've definitely looked at these issues since my parents took them away from me they're very tame but you know <laughs> Superboy's like punching out a monster and there's a lot of teeth and and punching sorry that's yeah. my daughter upstairs hope you don't mind that's okay. um and uh you know my dad saw it and he's like oh this will not do and he took it away And I was like, dad, what the heck? This is from grandma and grandpa. Like, you can't take this away from me. He's like, I'm going to go to the comic book store and I'm going to get you some comics to replace this one. So my dad goes to the comic book store and he goes to the Superman comics and he flips through all of the Superman oh, oh, so all of the Spider-Man comics. He flips through all the Spider-Man comics and he finds the issue of Amazing Spider-Man where J Jonah Jameson is holding up like a picture of Peter of Peter Parker like as Spider-Man somehow or Spider-Man and he's saying like on the cover like I know who you really are. My dad got it specifically cuz there was no punching or violence on the cover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like he like
0: purposely went to the comic book store to like find the like tamest comic book cover he could find
1: right right
0: and like in my, i'm holding this and i'm like well i really like spider man but he does he literally does not throw a punch in this whole <laughs> issue
1: <laughs> like, he can do whatever a spider can yeah let him do it
0: <laughs> so i wasn't i didn't i've kind of forgot about this story but it kind of reminded me when my art rep felix felix lou kind of he's like you know I see these commissions you're doing for us and stuff. And um, man, they're really, they're kind of messed up, man. Like, where does that come from? And <laughs> I was like, I think it might be just reactionary. from the, Like, I have to break out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, comp- I, I feel you on that one. I grew up in a household where video games weren't allowed. Uh-huh. And I love them to this day. I will love them to my dying breath. And it's like, it went, I went completely the other side. Like, we couldn't have any video <laughs> games to so like, I'm all about it all about video (laughs) games
0: i was not allowed to watch any rated r movies and like the first movie i watched when i got to college was the exorcist Oh my! (laughs) and i paid dearly for it (laughs) i could i didn't sleep for a week
1: (laughs) that's that's kind of you went from like zero to 60 i did yeah
0: oh yeah oh yeah but then like there were some things that were like i remember i saw aliens for the first time in college okay changed my life it just changed my life
1: yeah for for sure And, and like I think everyone's first horror movie is like a, a make or break moment for them. You're either going to yeah. love it forever or you're going to like reject it and like be like, that's not for me.
0: I really appreciated the aesthetic and like how it made me feel. I just had no desire to feel it ever again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I have friends cause you know, working in like genre fiction in this world, you have a lot of, a lot of my peers are into horror mm-hmm. and uh, I've always had trouble meeting them on that level. Cause I get, I'm such a wimp.
1: Oh no. <laughs> So, that's totally yeah. fair. That's absolutely fair. I I definitely find that like I I shy away from the jump scare. Mm. But, like I like the lingering horror. I want the horror that like gets in your mind and yep. like is there with you days later.
0: Hey, all the power to you. <laughs>
1: I'll I'll take that for sure. Yeah. Um. So. I want to talk about extremity because sure, sure. here and yeah. um, now I can be a little more cogent than when we met at, at your table. And I, I honestly, I'm like, I don't even know what I said. I'm always asked afterwards, like, what did you say? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I said. It's like I blanked out for five yep. minutes. Just, it's, it's over. And then I'm just holding something.
0: Um, oh, that, that has happened to me. That's happened to me. <laughs> i'm sorry i don't remember the specific time Uh, i don't
1: know that is not listen you had a lot of people coming up that day that is a memory that i treasure and i don't expect anyone else i mean my husband was there in the background he wasn't my husband at the time but like it was just watching this happen just like okay
0: (laughs) can i tell like really quick story about like a magical thing that happened to me at that con absolutely okay so on sunday so let's go back so my art rep again felix lou he never goes on facebook he's kind of sworn it off um but he would keep saying from the like this was years ago before that comic-con specifically he's like i hate facebook i'm only on there for one reason i was like what's the reason he's like someday you'll find out right and yeah right (laughs) and so then um you know, it's, we're, we're hanging out, we're at the show, it's really busy, mm-hmm. but any time that Felix and I would talk, he's, like, be on his phone, and uh, I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, what's up? He's like, I'm on Facebook. I'm like, you never go on Facebook. He's like, I'm working on a special thing, and sure enough, Sunday rolls around, Felix is like, he, he like, is, like, approaches my table, and he's like, I got to go outside, wish me luck. I was like, good luck? He's like, <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> so, Felix walks outside. And he brings in this man, uh, with some like uh, some like slicked back hair. Looks like he's looks like tough, you know. Doesn't necessarily look like he belongs in a comic con. Uh-huh. And uh, he has a suitcase, like an old school suitcase, with him, right? And he sits down, and Felix goes, "Hey Dan, I want you to meet Goran Parlov." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. God. So Felix had got on Facebook to for the sole reason of connecting with Goran Parlov because that was the only way he could figure out how to get in touch with him. And we had we are all huge fans of his work oh. at at our all the artists that were part of Felix comic art at the at the table. And um, so Goran he sits down and he opens he opens the suitcase and there's just a pile of Punisher Spider-Man like you know Punisher Warzone. Remember that that series that came out a few years ago? Yes. Yeah a pile like this thick um of original art he sits back okay he sits and we're all like hello hello and he's like "Mm, mm." and he sits back he starts rolling a cigarette he goes (laughs) he goes 500 dollars each it just starts (laughs) rolling the cigarette it doesn't say anything else and it was like i don't know what kind of like animal would like feed after like a carcass where everybody's kind of like you know (laughs) and uh
1: I love this, like, back alley, artist alley <laughs> dealing that you had going. Uh,
0: yeah, so he's not like a, he doesn't really go to Comic-Cons or whatever, you know, but he was in New York. I don't know what he was doing there. I'm, I'm assuming for something comic related, but. um, Who he knows? got him in. Yeah, he got him in. He got him to come into the thing. And, uh, you know, he's like, he, he rolled the cigarette and he just put the dry cigarette in his mouth. He didn't light it just sitting there and I'm like looking through and then I, I would talk to him a little bit and he had some uh Nick Fury pages from you know Fury that uh Marvel yeah. Max series
1: uh-huh.
0: and there's this shot of a uh really cool like World War II style bomber on like a runway yes and I was like man like what did you do for reference here like how did you draw this he's like I look at picture once then I'm good <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like oh man
1: Oh my God! Yeah, it was
0: an inspiring time.
1: There's a part of me that assumes that that cigarette paper he drew something on as well. It was amazing <laughs> and he doesn't even care. He's just gonna go light it up outside.
0: Yeah, so actually, hold on, I'll grab it one sec. <laughs> uh, I got a few pieces, but I got uh this is one of the pieces that I got.
1: Oh, that's beautiful yeah. Oh my God.
0: yeah, and I, it's hard to see because it's like but this this panel, like I would never take that much time.
1: No. No, like seriously. Yeah, there's like there's there's so many figures in in like the sort of the foreground, but it's kind of all his mid ground and you really you could cheat it. You could easily cheat that.
0: Yep. Wow. And it, there's just something so like I don't know, there's something about his work that's like so immediate, it's not overdone. Like yeah. I because he, he has these ways of like drawing faces where they're instantly recognizable like in any position and they all and like it's not just um same face or different haircut which i struggle with <laughs> he's like really good at drawing like individuals so
1: right 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 but also not like you some people like have a very almost character character like style like drawing where it's like caricatures of a person this is a little more natural looking yes uh. It, it, that's excellent but I love and that's why I love cons honestly yeah. is like there are, are these incredible moments for everyone from the attendees going to the creators who are there because a lot of times I know you guys don't get a chance to actually talk with each other in yeah. person
0: yeah especially uh especially you know provides the avenue for um meeting you know maybe artists that you don't even would never get to meet otherwise
1: yeah 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 um, no for sure
0: So thank you, Goran. And thank you, Felix.
1: Oh my gosh. I had to to
0: say it because, because you, you, I, I, I met you there. And then, you know, I, I talked with a lot of amazing people that weekend, but that was a really special time for me at that specific show.
1: I love that. I absolutely love that. That Sorry to,
0: sorry to derail us. That's
1: not, Hey, that's what we're here for. I love that. I like, seriously, (laughs) like we're this whole channel is all about that. (laughs) 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 We get to a point at some, at some point, but it's the journey that matters. Mm -hmm. Um, So Extremity, uh, it's it's a phenomenal story that I always encourage anyone who's interested in your work to go grab, because I feel like Dead Earth, Murder Falcon, a lot of folk know that name. I think some people definitely know Extremity. I wish more people knew Extremity. That's where I first met you literally because thanks to whoever wrote that mini summary on Image's website that described it as like a Ghibli film. And like- honestly i was like oh okay cool like you know mad max meets like miyazaki yeah no let's let's do this i'm in and they weren't wrong they weren't wrong man like i know you've talked about it before that nausicaa is a huge influence on you um but you've also mentioned miyazaki and how like there's certain storytelling elements there that maybe you don't connect with do you still feel like that
0: you mean as like just as and so far as like kind of the japanese style of storytelling yes Yeah. I, I feel like I've always connected with Japanese media on a more visual Mm -hmm. level than necessarily like, uh, emotional resonance or storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's probably, it's probably just like a cultural thing. Every once in a while, there's something that will break through and really affect me, but honestly, it's quite rare. Um, a lot of times when I'm reading, uh, when I'm reading manga, there's, I can tell there's something that might, connect more with maybe a Japanese audience, but for me, it just doesn't really quite translate. Right. But I will say that Miyazaki's work is, is most often comes close to moving me in that way. Um, also, I just appreciate the aesthetic and oh. the whole, you know, vibe. Yeah. So uh, I would say, you know, that really, that hasn't changed much. Okay. Um, I, I feel like there's uh Because of my inability to read Japanese and because I live here in Chicago, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not possible for me to really start diving really deep into a lot of like even like deeper into the manga that shows up at Barnes and Noble or the Mm -hmm. comic book stores. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, like indie comic book artists, uh, manga artists in Japan that I'm probably never going to get a chance to experience because of just, you know, the situation. Uh, not even of coronavirus just like oh yeah i don't speak japanese and i very right, rarely right. go to japan <laughs> um so but at least so far as what's been delivered to me that's always been my feeling and it's kind of state that way but i'll still i still love it
1: no for sure I, and i will say like there's something about miyazaki and his ability to take a like story really about like a specific environmental issue that maybe he's concerned about or just a human emotion or just human relationships and then he couches it in this like fantastic world yes that i feel like you really have captured with extremity mm. oh, thank and you. many of your other works
0: thank you thank you very much it's very high <laughs> praise
1: <laughs> no but like i i really like with extremity you do you built this incredible world that has you know, elements that we can, you know, connect with. And like, you know, there's like, you have these like phenomenal reveals later on in the series, which shows like artwork and books. And it almost has this like, I want to say way cooler reveal uh, compared to like Planet of the Apes. Although awesome <laughs> and like great, but like without like, you know, the seventies kind of cheesiness kind of attached to it. Yeah. um You always have like a Frizetta work kind of like, you know, hinted at there mm. on the walls where, it's like this is this is an Earth we could have come from. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really about you know hatred and mm. how to solve that and about you know having a, a talent and a, a skill and losing that and how to live with that as you go on. Mm. I, I think you have truly like nailed that element of Miyazaki, and I have to ask about in particular you being a writer and an artist with extremity and Thea's. You know her plight. She was an artist, and she lost her her writing arm, her drawing arm. Mm. It, where did was that something you were were concerned about? Is that something that you knew of? Where, where did that particularly come from?
0: Yeah, you know, um, I was always pretty uh, happy-go-lucky growing up, <laughs> uh, and uh, I never really thought about some of the bigger. I, you know, it's interesting because I didn't I didn't start in comics. I was. I worked at a hospital for a while after college and I was a teacher for a little bit. And then it wasn't until I actually started doing something that I loved full time that I started realizing just how special this experience was Mm -hmm. for me to be able to do this every day. And then I don't know if this this is probably unhealthy, but, uh, you know, my brain immediately was like, well, what if this went away? (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just like, kind of, I think maybe it's part of getting older or I, I don't know, but, uh, I was like what if I lose my drawing hand and you know I don't think I was obsessing over it but it's definitely one of my greatest fears I would say that's and I was just trying to process that a little bit and at the time that I was kind of thinking about this I was developing extremity and I hadn't pitched it to anybody yet but it was just another revenge story so um Athea had lost her mother and that was about it and like her clan had been attacked and uh you know the loss of a loved one is really is done a lot in uh uh, revenge stories Mm -hmm. not a bad thing It's just is the way it is and there wasn't really any um there wasn't really any of my self in the story yet it was just like me kind of taking something that I thought would be cool to draw and like putting it on the page and there wasn't a lot of soul there and I found at least especially for my creator on stories uh and you know to the big whenever I work with big two stuff too I I have to um I don't know how else to do it. Like I have to put myself into the stories. I have to almost like, um, like bleed a little bit onto the paper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Otherwise it just doesn't work for me. And it's like, I have this thing where, and I've tried to do it before, where I've tried to do stories where I don't do that, where it's a little, not surface level, but I just have, I'm like, not putting myself as much in it. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is uh, I just kind of poop out on it. Like uh, the, comics take so much work that i i don't really get there right with being able to make it so it needs to start with a piece of myself and so the piece of myself that definitely fueled extremity was the you know worry uh, the anxiety of like losing something that was so important to me so instead and instead of a um revenge story where it's the loss of a loved one it's more about the loss of identity. And so replacing identity with something that you've lost and where that might get you or might not get you. So that was the goal.
1: I love that. No, I, I really do. Honestly, in that, in that book, there is a, a page you did and it's nearly dialogue list. I think there's one balloon at the bottom. That's like somebody calling off panel hmm. and it to me encapsulates the story um, or at least Thea's, you know, you know, progression. But Mm. she is sitting in a room and she's attempting to draw with her left hand. And it's just a beautiful one page short story you wrote within Mm. this big story. Like you could have written that and they would have been like, oh my God, who is this character? What are the world? You've given us so much detail in one page. You feel her frustration, Mm. you feel her sadness. It's, It's unbelievable. And I'd already loved the series, like really been enjoying the story. That page, I was like, oh my god like this is next level like truly Thank you.
0: yeah uh I, something that i was trying to do is like and one thing i'm always very i think about a lot is whenever i'm watching stuff or reading comics or novels i love to examine how creators uh make you care about the characters as quickly as possible mm-hmm. um i'm always looking for like quick ways to do that so that But sometimes there are no quick ways and you just have to dedicate a whole page to it.
1: (laughs) I think, but I think that that is like, that is a a solid, quick way. And I I think it's something that could easily, like, like I said, that could be, it's a story on its own. Mm. It truly is in the middle of a beautiful like story that you've put together. Awesome. (laughs) So I'm, I'm a little less well-versed with Murder Falcon. I was so on the extremity high. Yeah that i've only started just getting into murder falcon okay and i know you have this eastern influence there and so i want to i'm going to try to make a leap i already i knew about the nazca stuff I, I did a little little research there but this i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna throw myself out there and see if it hits are you a fully Cooley fan
0: okay so <laughs> <laughs> when i was starting to make murder falcon uh-huh. i did i i just wanted to see what it was like yeah. i wanted to like uh, and I I do appreciate the aesthetic, but it wasn't. I was more or less watching it to make sure that I wasn't ripping anything off. <laughs>
1: right, right. And I a hundred percent like it's funny because like when I when I look at Murder Falcon, I'm like, this is not that at yeah. all. Like not even remotely. But it gives me this vibe, and I love that show and that story. Mm. So I'm like, I got to get in on this.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely like the um. It was something that I investigated, but I never yeah. got past like the first two episodes for whatever reason.
1: That, you know what, that that's a lot of people though, I think with that okay. show. Like you're either in or you're, or you're out with it and then apparently the second season's not even worth it from what I've heard. I'm sure the Oh, okay. well will let me know I'm incorrect about that. <laughs> but-
0: <laughs> Another reason that I was watching it is I'm just I was interested in the how they were mixing music and visuals. Yeah. Um, which they fully does very well. Um yeah. So I was also just looking at that cuz there's not a ton of at least in comic books, not a ton of that.
1: No, no, there really, there really isn't. And honestly, I think The Pillows, who's the band who does the fully Cooly music is like one of my favorite elements of that. I could just listen to them. I'd never heard of them prior to that. And I'm so thankful awesome. for that show introducing me to that music because yeah. I'm not a big, I love music. I'm just mm-hmm. not the person who's like, I, I don't get music necessarily. <laughs> I don't play music necessarily, but I'm okay. like, I love what I love and I don't know why I love it. Um, I'm sure there's someone who could be like, oh, it's because of blah, 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 blah. Obviously, in Murder Falcon, there is a big emphasis on music. Are you a musician as well?
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. I have a guitar. I have a guitar right here.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, there's another guitar right here.
1: Okay. I have have a lot of, I have a
0: lot of instruments. Uh, I have a lot of guitars. Uh, I, yes. So sorry. The the short answer to that is a hundred percent. Okay. Uh, I am a, I would consider myself a musician, more of a hobbyist than like obviously professional. But, um, when I started, uh, so when I, before I got into comics, I would Mm -hmm. like draw on my sketchbook all the time and I would get like the Blick coupons in the mail like mm-hmm. i'm gonna get some sweet copic markers this i'm so excited you know <laughs> uh and then when i started working in comics full-time and drawing full-time i stopped drawing for fun as much because i'm having fun all day i guess you could say but right when i start paying the bills with comic work and artwork it it it's not any worse or better it's just morphs uh my attitude, my relationship with my own art has changed. It's not this, like, it's not, it's, it's a, a necessary part still for me to get out, but it's not, like, this soul-fulfilling, enriching experience that it used to be, this, like, mm-hmm. very pure, open-ended thing. It's like, man, what am I going to draw today? I don't know. It doesn't matter because I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> it's an escape. It was, like, a really amazing escape,
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, a pastime. So I found myself really missing that kind of mourning that as that went away, as I would, you know, be working all day to pay rent or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, it just really started forming when, uh, actually, my daughter Fiona. I knew that when we knew that Fiona was coming, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, "Well, I play a lot of video games. I build a lot of Gundam models. I play Magic the Gathering. You know, I have a job that has a fair. It takes up a lot of time." Yeah. Uh, I need to, what's the thing that brings me the most joy and thing that kind of fills me up the most. That's not those things that, and, uh, it was definitely like playing guitar and music. So it has always been a part of my life. Uh, I've been playing since I was 11, Wow! but I really started pushing myself within the context of playing guitar. And I've always played guitar in the same way that I've like drawn in my sketchbook, but there's no money attached to it. Mm -hmm. I can just do it for fun. Right. Uh, I do write music but it's very obnoxious ignorant like uh, I did a I did like a track for each issue of Murder Falcon that came out yeah um, so the band in the comic and Mur- the Murder Falcon comics is called Bruticus
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's a band camp page bruticus.bandcamp.com you should put it in the show notes <laughs>
1: yeah we <you> will <laughs> and Absolutely. I
0: wrote I wrote all that music and it is uh, it's very embarrassing because it's not anything original but it's really fun and i had a blast
1: i I look forward to listening to that myself honestly um (laughs) wow so all right so you're a musician you're an artist and you're a writer
0: yeah i guess so yeah
1: yeah that's kind of a triple threat (laughs) um in terms of being able to write and draw your own works i feel like Mm. there's something very Special about that, um, you know in, a lot of times in comics you 've got a writer and you have an artist, and every once in a while you get this perfect harmony of a writer and an artist who come together and almost have one mind but mm. you 're already there you're already doing that. Do you prefer to work like that, or I know you've also done the other side of it you 've done just the art like you've, you've just drawn for it. Is one a little less stressful? Is one more fulfilling like
0: it's a great question. <laughs> I will say this right off the bat, just drawing and having somebody else write it, write yeah. a story is much less work, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to write it, but it's not just that. It's, it's, uh, you know, one thing, one thing that I respect much, greatly about writers is their ability uh, to really like, they are working with nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. they have this blank page that they're just, Okay, here's page one, and uh, I—that's my, probably my least favorite part of working on projects—is mm-hmm. that very initial stage where you can just see the mountain in front of you, and you're just like, "Oh, I gotta do this now." Um, where you know writers face that every day. Uh, where I like—I only have to suffer through it a few times a year now. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, if I'm lucky. But so I really so that's just that initial push of the boulder. Is uh, not having that is a huge weight off my shoulders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that being said, I have found, for the most part, working on my own stories is something that, when it is all said and done, I'm much it, there's a there's an, an a sense of like fulfillment, um, like not it's not like a proud thing, not like pride or anything. It's just like how do I put this? It's like um, okay. So sometimes I will have to draw like a big old crowd scene for Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. And if a writer has wrote that scene, I would be cursing the writer all day, (laughs) every day leading up to that page and during that page, you know? Right. But if I write it, if I write like there needs to be this crowd scene and I know exactly why, how important that crowd Mm -hmm. scene is for whatever reason, right. Just setting the stakes for some, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I don't like it, but it's like, I'm pushing through for a reason. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's like I'm a, I'm like since it's the complete package. I'm able, I can see the vision in my head, and I can more easily get myself push pushing through that element, right? Um, which just in 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 sense makes projects easier. You know, it's not as much of a grind to do a page a day for me because I know, or at least I know what I'm trying to go for. Right. Um, so that knowledge and that like inner, sorry, that like inner piece of knowing <laughs> that like where you're headed is right and true. Yeah. Uh, as a soul creator, it just helps. It in in my experience, it really helps that like magical element, like to bring something out of nothing.
1: So. No, I, I totally I feel that. I, I okay. think that. I think a lot of people can understand where that's coming from, uh, for sure. And I'm sure a lot of folk also have that that feeling of like, if you're a writer and an artist, it's all on you, though you know like that yeah, like yeah. not only are you looking at that blank page for the script but then you're looking at that blank page <laughs> for the art and it's like there's there's no one like you're your own you know idea bouncing you know you're it like
0: yeah um which is why i love editors <laughs> <laughs> um uh, my wife reads my scripts as well okay um and most honestly most of the time my wife rachel will be like yeah, i really like that yeah which means that when she says, mm, this didn't make sense to me, I'm like, hold up, <laughs> hold up. Okay, we got to re-examine this because if she doesn't, because she she's uh, worked in theater okay, and she's written plays and she's edited Shakespeare. And so I know if she says something's wrong, it's wrong. And I got to <laughs> fix it. <laughs> she's a good compass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing that I've learned while, uh, you know, when making stuff. So, I, especially when I started Extremity, there was this uh, kind of like creative rigor mortis where it's like, I must not make a mistake. Right. I must, it must be perfect. Mm-hmm. And the more that I stumbled through Extremity, uh, the more I realized that the fact that I'm able to even make this in the first place is just insane. <laughs> um, and there's going to be plot holes in everything, no matter what, if it's like fiction, it just is. Yeah. Um, and another thing is that there's some people that just won't enjoy it and that's fine and uh taking those things into account uh my my um my confidence with making stories and drawing them have has risen greatly uh that being said i still sometimes cry at night wondering if it's the right move or not
1: I love I love that you like uh mentioned that like kind of creative paralysis that mm. I mean, I know a lot of people who want to get started on their own like they they have this moment where it's just like when is it the right time to start when mm. am i ready to do this and mm. you hear a lot of people just say to just go for it yes are you, are you a firm believer of like the failure is often the best teacher you can have as hard as an, a harsh mistress as she is <laughs>
0: so uh, I have a friend a buddy good friend of mine came over for dinner a few a week ago and he's working on a script and uh I and he was wrestling with the same with that like problem of starting and like when to do it and I just said kill your darlings and my wife Rachel goes I'm not sure if you think that if you if that means what you think it means (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, kill your darlings has always meant like, if there's like a story plot or a character that is kind of off to the side, and you need to trim the fat to make the story work. You kill your darlings. And I was like, oh, I, d- I always assumed that kill your darlings meant, you know, if you have this really cool idea, and you make it, and it's like the first thing you make is going to suck. And so it's like your darling in your head, but you need to put yeah. it onto the page and kill it in order for it to, like, because you have to kill it in order to get to the next darling. That's not going to be as bad. Right. Kill that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, that's. I'm sure I'm wrong. That's not the way that you're supposed to look at the phrase kill your darlings. Right. But, um, that's That's like what I literally thought it meant. That's how I've been operating for the past eight years. <laughs> so, so that
1: That's great.
0: Yeah. Like, That's kind of my, that's like my take on it is like, it's not, it's the end result is never going to be what you really want it to be, but Mm -hmm. it's the journey and the, and also like the being able to tell a story that means something to a person or to you, uh, that is worth it. Like that will, I can guarantee that will feel good, even though the way that you get there or the final product, it's like, ugh, you know, I
1: don't know. You're old. I, I, I believe that each person typically is their own harshest critic where it's like right. at the end of the day you'll see every little thing that is incorrect yeah and someone yeah. else who is just getting this product sees all the great things about it so I like so. <laughs> but you, you won't know them as so you put it out there for sure right um talking about like you know creatively growing and like starting off in this place of like fear um, or you know, and then progressing with each story that you that you do. I love to talk about your art style because mm. I feel like where it was with like extremity to where it is with like Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, and like the very little I saw of uh, Old Man Skywalker. I feel like there's definitely been a change and a, a bit of a progression. Like it's still decidedly yours, but there's something about it where almost now it feels a little looser and more kinetic. Mm. Um, How how do you feel about that journey?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's see, working on Extremity, uh, I had like way more time on my hands because I was not a dad yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, I was like really trying to make it special. I was working so hard towards the end of the series, like issues 11 and 12. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was putting in eight to 12 hours in every one of those pages. Wow. And you can read in, you know, when you read the end of Extremity, you're like, oh, there's so many lines. I look back on it. I'm like, how did I do this? (laughs) Um, And so, but what I was finding was I was beginning to burn myself out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And by the end of Extremity, I was, it was, the story was ending. I had written the ending, but I was like, you know what? I'm ready to, I'm sad to see these characters go, but I'm ready to be done with this story. Mm -hmm. And I think in a way, I was also saying goodbye to the way that I was drawing in a little bit. Because when I started Murder Falcon, not only because of the uh, the tone of the book and just the way of its presentation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's just I, I knew that I had to spend less time at the drawing board. Um, and that really came into play when my daughter was born, which was in the smack dab of issue two of Murder Falcon when mm-hmm. I was drawing it. And like, I remember we, let's see, I finished, I finished Extremity in October of 2017 the next day i got on a plane with my wife to ireland who was six months pregnant we spent 10 days in ireland
1: uh-huh. i
0: got back uh and at the end of october i started drawing issue on of murder falcon so where I, st- I was writing her basically i took one i took like 10 days off and i was like right back into it and uh-huh. skybound and my editor was like hey um do you like want to take a little bit more of a break, you know, with the daughter coming? And I was like, no, must work. (laughs) (laughs) Let's provide solid foundation. Uh, But um, when she was born coming back in and trying to make pages with like little sleep and all that stuff, it was even more so like, not aggravated. I just like, it's like, okay, Rachel has to, and especially when Rachel went back to work, I was like, well, I have to be done with this page by four o'clock. So uh, let's get it done because I can't, spend any more time on it and um so yeah it all kind of that all translated into me basically uh changing the way that I approach it and uh I'm always looking for ways to uh do cool things with like less time
1: Mm
0: uh and not so much cutting corners but I found that you know especially with a lot of European artists, you know, it can look so amazing. It's so mm. organic. And there's not that many lines on the page. Um, so I'm always really, whenever I see a style like that, I really get excited about that. And also stuff like um, Simon Roy's work, I can tell he's not really sweating over a lot of those pages that he's drawing and right. it reads really well. It's really fun to read. Um, so I keep that in my mind as well. But Mostly now my, that style is out of necessity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it doesn't come across like that, honestly. It, it very much to me just looks like an organic shift from one point to another. So mm. you're doing it right, I would say. <laughs> Thank for you very much. Sure. And you. honestly, like, I think there's something to be said where it's like, You know, a lot of people have, like, you know, this is my favorite art style. This Like, you know, even if you're just a viewer and you're not a creator of it, like, this is my favorite, whatever. Yep. I feel like, though, like, I kind of go back and forth because there's something about, like, the, like, art that is so detailed and beautiful to the point of it's almost just a reproduction, Mm -hmm. which I love. But I also love art, which really reminds you that it's art. It's like, Mm -hmm. hi, I'm, I'm art, and, like, I want you to look at the lines and everything that's created about it. And I think that that's really for me where your art sits right now where like mm. you're just embracing what it is to be a drawing and and what that can bring to a story
0: yeah one my old painting professor tim Lowley, uh he he would always he he, he especially in his earlier paintings he would paint in like this virtually photorealistic style mm-hmm. um and then but i remember talking to him he's like at some, at one point he was like why am i painting this whereas you can't really tell if it's a photo or not. He mm-hmm. said, I might as well just take a photo. Yeah. <laughs> so then he started painting. Uh, he, his paintings included actual, like, you know, if you have like a, show, a slow shutter speed and somebody's hand goes across, mm-hmm. he would start painting that and he would paint it to make it look like a photo that was blurry. And uh, and it was, it was all translated. It had a big effect on me because he was, as he was going through this phase, I was in college uh, painting and drawing. And uh, he was always encouraging me to, like, kind of push past, like, the, like, realism boundary. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I've just, you know, one thing that I think I will always love about comic art is it does definitely encourage the pushing of, like, how far you can get away with the single line. Mm. It's, like, kind of, it's really amazing. Like, and, like, talking about Miyazaki, like, yeah, there's a panel in Nazca Valley of the Wind where she's uh Noska is like just embracing her soldiers who thought that she was she had pat she had died in battle. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm here, and they're like, Oh my god. <laughs> and it's just a panel of them hugging, and it's yeah. like the mo- it's like wobbly. It's like Yeah. It I don't know how to ex- explain it, but it it made me cry. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just no. the way it is. Like
1: like, it's so funny how like you know, we, we live in a world of like, you know, there's something about like to be said about like perfection and like you know like graphic design and like these strong images that are created with like vectors and illustrator and all that stuff, to then seeing something that has been handcrafted and you know a person was behind it, and it's almost like you have a connection to that person through this line.
0: Yes. Yeah. And also there's a way it's like I also really love it how every artist there's no two artists that are going to make lines the same way even if someone is influencing the other one i mean when he, when it gets right down to it if you're drawing something in a certain way from your imagination it's just going to look different mm-hmm. and there's elements of our personhood that will that i believe will come through in the, in that line and a purity the purity of that line is going to come through i don't know uh, oh, no. art <laughs>
1: No, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. there. There's something about it, and and like, it's amazing what you can learn about a person from a single line like that. I mean, if you Talk. think about it, there's an entire part of like the FBI that's like set up just to analyze someone's handwriting. So if they yeah. can be there, like think about it, then <laughs> That's It's a good point. That's a
0: good idea. Hmm.
1: Um, I mentioning that you had a professor who was like really trying to capture the idea of like even though they were still doing the photorealism, but like this motion, I kind of want to grab that and kind of fling us over into Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. Mm. And like, I feel like in Dead Earth, you created action sequences like I really haven't seen in comics Mm. and in a great way. Like we all have these amazing panels of like Batman punching someone in the face or like Spider-Man swinging through the air. And it's like, you know, the motions there, even though it really is like a snapshot of that motion. Yeah. You did not shy away from showing motion with like either blurriness or like the way yeah. that you actually inked out your lines. Like what goes through your head as you're like planning out these action sequences that are almost like a movie.
0: Mm. Well, uh, from the very, so one thing that, like that I was always trying to get, and this is even when I was drawing in high school, mm-hmm. I, it's like I would draw something and I would know, I would like think in my head, like, this is, looks stiff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wouldn't know how to translate. I I wouldn't know how, I didn't know how to elevate myself from that. Mm -hmm. And what I was finding is like my pencil sketches that like the the very initial part of the drawing for me would be very organic and loose and free and motion based. And then as I would try and like tighten it up, it would uh, kind of eat into that energy. So it became, so like a lot of my art journey from like my webcomic space mullet all the way through like Wonder Woman has been how to maintain the energy of that initial sketch. um, Which I feel like a lot of artists really struggle with, you know, it's like, it's almost like if you treat something too precious, it becomes, it looks like it's fragile. Like it doesn't look like it can bend and move like in real life. Yeah. So a lot of that, also has come through uh, the, ele- the ev- kind of evolution of my style with the kind of, a little bit more of the sketchiness is I'm mm-hmm. trying to preserve um, what I have in that initial drawing. And one thing, a, a lot of uh, comic book artists will um, draw on like the iPad or Photoshop or whatever, like the pencils and then print them out on blue line. Right. And I've tried to do that so much, but what ends up happening is that it's not like I, and I don't know if you've ever seen me draw, but like when I pencil, I pencil really hard. <laughs> like I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then like they're like, I was doing this like live YouTube video of me drawing and there are people commenting in the co- like live section. They're like, Oh, uh, how are you going to ink over that? <laughs> I was like, Oh, it's India ink guys. It can handle it. And then sure enough, you know, I'm erasing it. And like my, my ink is like going, gray 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 because i have to i have to but what i found is that's totally worth it because with those like pencil that those all those pencil marks it's like translates into energy that i can kind of fuel the inks with if that makes sense yeah um so a lot of times i found i would do that with my covers and the covers would be like too energetic so now i do i now i pencil my covers in photoshop i print it out and i ink it that way and it kind of chills them out oh, a little god. <laughs> Um, so but and then with like planning fight scenes and stuff, I, I've always been of the mindset of like, I there have been fight scenes in films where it could be any film, but you know, somebody gets punched or whatever, and you can like you go like, oh, like yeah. you feel it, mm-hmm. and that's really interesting to me because it's a 2D plane that you're seeing this, and there, you know, I found that the inclusion of things outside of maybe two characters fighting really helps. With, if we have context for something like mm-hmm. a, like an I beam, somebody gets hit with an I beam. There's like a, there's like a, a knowledge base in our heads right. for like how heavy that actually is, or like a concrete thing yeah. or a mountain <laughs> that Superman gets punched through. You know, like <laughs> taking like I'm trying to contextualize within the within the reader, like mm-hmm. and introduce into the reader a visual where they can grab onto it, like hold onto it, and it makes it that much weightier when the characters interact with that thing. So that's another strategy that I've been using and um, I'm really happy with that fight scene and (laughs) I really it was really funny like uh I have to talk about this I uh, I was I don't I was just trying to draw a cool fight scene right? but uh, with when Wonder Woman when that issue came out I had these people on Reddit that were saying that I was like really feminist (laughs) it was not my it's not my intention I was just like guys Wonder Woman is kicking Superman's ass here and that's all (laughs) there's
1: right that's just how it's gonna go i mean you could argue too i mean like anyone who reads superman knows he's weak to magic so there is a magical element to her
0: i also wanted to include the kind of like of uh like is that was that superman yeah yeah. (laughs) um but that's i don't know i was trying my best
1: no I, I love it I, there's like there. not only are they just fun to look at but like there there seems there you create a sense of stake to it you know what i mean like it's not just a, a couple of like characters punching one another to like whatever end like right. there's some real stake to this because of the way in which it's depicted and honestly the, on the tone of the story on its own you're like i don't know where this is going because <laughs> it's not in a main continuity this could yep. literally go anywhere but i guess it's kind of the charm of the black label and like yeah you know versus a mainstream comic
0: yeah it's funny um when i got asked to do uh, a black label book
1: mm-hmm.
0: my editor andy was like all right pitch me some ideas so i was like yeah. okay great a x-rated dial h for hero <laughs> it's like uh i don't think that's going to sell but what else you got i'm like <laughs> Pa Kent struggles with his own Christianity after learning that there are aliens in this world. You know, <laughs> he's like, "You are getting the wrong idea here. We need a list like Daniel Warren Johnson take on a list." It's like, "Yeah, okay."
1: Oh, okay. Sometimes you gotta confine an artist to really oh. hone them in on. Something. I, was,
0: I I saw stars. I was going all over. Um, but uh you know, I was thinking about kind of the trilogy, or sorry, the Trinity. Trinity. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I I don't think I'm ever going to be able to touch All-Star Superman. uh, And I'm certainly never going to touch Dark Knight Returns. And I was like, man, I feel like Wonder Woman is somebody that maybe I could bring something new to the table with. And honestly, I never really wanted to read Wonder Woman before.
1: That's fair.
0: (laughs) Because the visual presentation of the character just kind of, I don't know. Traditionally, I've always felt like when she's on the comic book stand, I would look at it and be like... I almost feel like it's just trying to elicit like a sexual response from me. Like, <laughs> and like, that's fine. I'm, yeah. There's no shame in that or whatever. It's just like, that's not gonna get me excited to like read a story.
1: Right, uh, right.
0: Like I want characters that I can really get behind and feel like I can understand and feel and like, and I felt that with Dark Knight Returns and I felt that with All-Star, Super- All-Star mm-hmm. Superman, never with Wonder Woman. So I was like, man, I wonder if I could try and do that with Wonder Woman.
1: That's totally fair. It, it, it's funny because like, even without- you know, thinking about it, you added elements in that, like for me, speak to Wonder Woman in terms of like, some of my favorite Wonder Woman stuff is actually like, runs that people don't care for as much because it introduces more of mythology right than like magic to it. And like, I'm yeah. all about mythology and magic. Like, I love that. Those are some of my favorite stories out there. Doctor Strange, my favorite character. Um, so like when she's put in those positions, like in the current Justice League dark, you know, I'm like, I'm all about that. I There's something about her being in touch with that world. Mm. So like you ended up putting her in touch with this world of like technically radioactive, Um, but like these monsters and like these, these, like these creatures straight out of mythology. I was like, this is genius. This is absolutely yeah. genius.
0: Thank you very much. I, I tried, you know, I was trying to, and also with like her, um, her, her origin story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, how many origin stories for Wonder Woman have there been? Oh, yeah. uh, but I really loved the old school like I made you out of clay. You yeah. Know? Um yeah,
1: we wanted you so badly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And like I mean and then taking the blood of the gods that are all drunk at a party and like putting that into the sand and uh into the clay. I just I don't know. It gave uh Hippolytus some agency that maybe I, I I didn't feel like she had a ton of.
1: Right. Uh, well, I kind of dug that because it kind of, it combined that, um, that, that Azarello origin where, you know, it actually was a God who was her dad. Like it took yep. of that like straight up mythology and like gave her that like God power behind it. I was like, that's great. This is a great merging of worlds.
0: Yeah. And it's also, it's like my kind of metal side being like, let's just take all the gods, just get all <laughs> the blood.
1: yeah, <laughs> So powerful. <laughs> <laughs> no no Uh, for sure i i and the fact that like label like black label exists to let you to let that happen i mean really it used to be vertigo back in the day but like with black label especially taking that oversized format how was that you know going from like the standard Mm. here's what a comic book is to like it's totally different shape it's square now go for it
0: (laughs) you know um I thought I was very uh nervous about it at first, mm-hmm. but I you know I was ready to try something new yeah um and I found that it i mean I really enjoy it 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 allows for a lot of square more square panels because mm-hmm. I like to fit in a lot of panels on my pages yeah um and the squarer it is there's it has this kind of like savage sort of conan vibe where there's like maybe a lot going on in like a square like a square panel that's maybe not even that big. Yeah. Um so just as far as real estate goes, it was very helpful. Um and now I'm like working on a new comic project and I feel like I'm in a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: when would you go to that format. You're like what what are we even doing anymore? Yeah, like, why, why do we make books this size?
0: <laughs> um so I really I loved it and also I loved doing uh designing covers for it too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Those covers are, they're they're incredible. They're Thank absolutely, they're, it's artwork in and of itself. They could just be out there without anything attached to it. But the fact that there is something attached to it. And honestly, like you've solved one of like the things that drives me crazy sometimes, which is like you have covers that literally match the interiors because it's like sometimes it's a gorgeous cover. And then the the interior art, it just doesn't match that like excitement I had from seeing the cover.
0: <laughs> That's always driven me crazy too. And uh, I was yeah i I, i'm really glad that i was able to uh do that Uh, i I didn't even ask for it they were just like we're gonna do the a cover and the B cover i'm like
1: you're like i'm in yes sign me up yeah here's five i already did them
0: yeah exactly
1: (laughs) so in terms of of of, you know mainstream comic book characters Mm. are there any characters on either side of the big two, that you would love to give a Dead Earth-style treatment to?
0: Well, Dead Earth was so specific to Wonder Woman. Mm. I didn't necessarily want to do, like, a post-apocalyptic story. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just felt like such a good good fit thematically for Wonder Mm Woman. Um, So I guess if I was to, like, pick any character from the big two that mm-hmm. i could work on just period it yeah. would definitely be beta ray bill oh hundred <laughs> percent oh, beta really Rainbow. oh yeah he's my he's my favorite marvel character hands down really yeah
1: oh man okay yeah. All i right. know
0: right you're like whoa uh, hold on
1: <laughs> no no i'm like i'm, I'm like i'm there i'm kind of there like there's something like kind of cosmic metal about him, like just in general. Although, yeah. honestly, recently we saw him without his helmet and I was like, put the helmet back on. This is, this is all kinds of weird going on up here. Put the helmet back on. You, you need the centurion plume up there yeah. to like balance out everything that's happening out front.
0: I was, uh, I was like just drawing him just for fun. I was like, I wonder what he would look like in a baseball cap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh. so if, if I could. That would be the one thing. That would be oh, the one I, character.
1: I, I seriously would love that. We gotta get you like even if for no other reason, we need to get you in, in touch with uh, with Donnie Cates doing it now. we we'll get you at least on the variant cover of some kind. Get that out there. <laughs> totally. The doorway into the Beta Ray Bill series by Daniel oh, yeah. Johnson. <laughs> I li lo- seriously, that's such a great fit that's kind of blowing my mind right now.
0: <laughs> I know, right? It, it's like uh it's it's kinda like, ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah what? <laughs> Oh, Marvel. Yeah,
1: yes. <laughs> well, Marvel, you know, big watcher of this show. So, you know.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I do want to, like, just, you know, mention one thing just very briefly before we kind of, like, move on. But, like, okay. Um, you mentioned All-Star Superman before. And I got to, like, you know, kind of make that connection to that page from Extremity that I meant, like, we brought up before about, you know, Thea and her, like, you know, just that one little story. All Star Superman for me has the greatest origin for him because it's like a page, and yes. I've never seen that depicted in such a perfect, simplistic way. Where it's like you know the story, so yep. here it is. And yep. I, 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 I feel like it was you know maybe you like just kind of honed in on that sensation or that 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 mm. the feeling from it in that other page from Extremity.
0: So one of the biggest things that I took away from All Star Superman was the ability to tell really powerful stories with not a lot of words
1: yeah
0: um and uh you know i'll be indebted to that comic forever because it's, <laughs> it's it's just a huge part of my storytelling slash like after i read all star superman i drew like frank Wiley for like two years
1: oh man okay <laughs> this is
0: way before i um made it into comics or anything okay. like that uh this is like junior senior year of high school oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry junior senior year of college Um, just waiting for those issues of all-star superman to come out uh but it's such a huge just oh man i loved it i loved it oh thanks thanks to those creators
1: it's it's for real like seriously one of the most like i'm not a big superman person like i I, you know it's funny it's like i love the idea of the character and when you get a solid superman story like i'm I'm all in on it like Mm -hmm. it's so phenomenal but all-star blew it out of the water and easily became one of my like top 10 reads of all time for a character that i don't embrace reading like monthly
0: yep same same here i'm i'm i've i i am i have i did not even really enjoy the silver age and golden age stuff of superman it just mm-hmm. wasn't my thing um my dad was always trying to get me to read because <laughs> it was very tame but uh right uh i just never really it never really jived with me but then all-star superman top five easy book for yeah. me so.
1: no I, it, it, it's 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 perfect it it really is much like dark Knight returns is like a really for me perfect batman story that you desperately need mm-hmm. context for batman to understand why it's so amazing yep. um i i like you are definitely a fan of of frank miller's uh, of-
0: uh he's like uh yeah he's a legend uh, <laughs> and you know his his lack of um Of words as well like he knows exactly what it takes Mm -hmm. with pictures one of my favorite things about like frank miller slash like dark maker that whole thing Mm -hmm. is the um the expectation that the reader will know what's going on when uh when he just has the dialogue balloons of the messages being played back on the answering machine yeah like clark uh or wait wait sorry he's like bruce it's clark hey we need to talk you know and it's like it's so perfect it's it's exactly how people talk in real life and we immediately it makes sense Mm -hmm. one thing that i will say i gotta out my editor andy here Mm -hmm. i think this might be like dc this is how like dc operates but like andy always wanted to bold the characters names in the beginning of each issue i was like andy no bolding of the characters names that makes no sense
1: yeah no why
0: we have to remind them who these people are like no Unbold, right, no, but- <laughs> unbold. It was this constant back and forth with our right, email but it's days. like when you
1: read a bolded word, that means you're putting emphasis on it. Why are we always like, like so angrily saying someone's name? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I,
1: I the bolding of things.
0: But um, because yeah, and I I try to use bolding as like little as possible. Yeah. So when I do use it, it's like whoa. Yeah. Um, but just something like the dialogue and the sparseness of the dialogue with Frank Miller is something that I have always, always loved and try and emulate. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, he definitely he's, he's has, it's funny. I always think of Frank in, in, in two mindsets of the like almost using minimal dialogue to the like info dump, like news, like here's everything you need to know. And I'm like, but I love that because he's really punctuating what he thinks of that outlet and like yeah. what can come from there. And it's like, because of his minimalistic tones and, and other parts of it, I'm like, it's, he's just, he is a genius. Yeah. Like he he really is. Um, say what you will about the the nature of his stories or himself, but like that book in particular, it's just like it's a masterclass. Like regardless of how it feels like, people lately have kind of been like moving away from Dark Knight Returns and how they're just like it's okay. Hmm. And it's like no, it it's it's a seminal <laughs> work. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. It's next level. I think maybe if if anything, I see like less of the um narration kind of style of, of writing yeah which i do i i mean i like that we're moving yes forward from that um because how many tv shows are we watching with narration almost none
1: no, it, no it's it's true and like i i get where it came from you know like you know back in the day when like stan lee would be like oh, hang on here we go i gotta fill in what's happening on the page and clearly you're not gonna understand it so here we go yeah. and it's like when you learn from that naturally that is the next step but like people are working more cohesively with a writer and an artist team together where it's like we can trust each other like you're yeah. you'll be able to show what i'm I'm putting on this page right okay good
0: <laughs> and that's one thing that i've always like i've tried to i've actually personally tried to stay away from because uh i the 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 media that's like moved me personally the most is the stuff that has not been narrated either mm-hmm. by uh like god god narration mm-hmm. or whatever that's called or Omniscient. like thank you <laughs> or uh, a first person narrative like i just really appreciate when i have to like when i'm expected to look at the characters faces and that is what's going to tell me what they're feeling yes um and that's what i'm shooting for in my stories too so
1: you i I think you're nailing it like honestly honestly thank you um i guess like if i've got one more thing before we wrap up just a quick little like fluff question um what are you reading right now if anything
0: I'm reading uh, Monster by uh, Naoki Urasawa. Oh, Have you read that? It's a manga?
1: No. It's,
0: it's really good. Yeah? Uh, it's very creepy. Yeah, it's a, um, oh man, it's 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 awesome. So I'm reading that and then, uh, what else am I reading? I'm reading, so it's not translated, but um, there's this manga called Tough. Um, and it's like, kind of like a mixed martial arts, like UFC style fighting comic. Oh. Uh, and I can't read any of it. And I actually like don't love the art, but the way that action scenes are drawn, it's mm-hmm. like it's it's wild, um, and it's like inspiring me to like go in new directions with like different kind of ways to show action. Um, so you know, I'm you know you're getting deep in it when you like go on to like i I, uh, I use white rabbit it's like this thing where it'll buy the product for you in japan and then mail it to you
1: yeah yeah i've heard of services like that i've never tried it i'm terrified
0: white uh, white rabbit was really painless it was awesome really yeah I highly recommend them but okay you know, i had I got this huge box of like every well, 43 volumes of the tough manga my wife is like
1: what is this <laughs> <laughs> you're like it's, it's it's an expense it's okay i can write it it off. is
0: i wrote the whole thing off <laughs> uh i don't even know if i'm going to keep all of them but like i'm going to every day i'll go through another one and i'll uh-huh. like i'll like um i'll mark a page because the story even if i could read it i mean it's more or less like next fighting guy yep next fighting guy yep so i just mark the pages that i will use for later and so i've been doing that a lot and um i'm finishing the last book this is a novel but i'm finishing the last book in the hyperion series Um, i don't know if any any of your uh watchers slash listeners have read hyperion but if you like sci-fi it is a must read
1: there you go yeah these are are great recommendations (laughs) we definitely have Um, a lot of people in our community who like not only do comics, but they're definitely into the manga anime scene as well. So these are great recommends. And I know there definitely are some sci-fi fans out there. Right on. They're a little, they're they're fewer and far between, but they're there. They're definitely there. Well, Dan, we've been talking for like an hour now. I'm gonna call you Dan. Uh, Thank you so much for being here today. Honestly, this was such a treat. getting to understand where you're coming from, you delving into some of the creative arts and your incredible works. Um, Guys, seriously, if you hadn't had the opportunity, please go check out all of his library uh, from Extremity, Murder Falcon, Dead Earth, Space Mullet. Like, go out there, get them. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Old Man Skywalker. um, But that's floating around on the internet someplace, I'm sure. Yeah. but yeah, seriously, thank you so very, very much. And before we go, where can people find you?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you just Google my full name, Daniel Warren Johnson, you'll find me. All the stuff. And uh, thanks so much for having me on. This was a blast.
1: Oh, no. Uh, seriously, like all thanks goes to you. for ta- Thank you for taking out your time. Um, oh, I guess I should also ask, do you have anything to promote? Is there anything coming up that you want to...
0: Let's if see. Oh, if not, yeah, I no, I'm thinking.
1: Publishers are like, don't do that. <laughs>
0: i know right yeah, coronavirus messed everything up so I'm still, <laughs> I, I'm still working on all these like projects that i was before it's all started yeah but like things just got pushed back so now okay. but that means like the announcements got pushed back
1: okay okay so, so we'll, well well then they should definitely go follow you over on social media or, or, or check out all the other avenues to find out when new things are going to be coming out but otherwise there's plenty of stuff to read from daniel warren johnson again thank you so very very much um hopefully we will have you on again sometime that'd be, be amazing if thank you're you so if much. you're mind. <laughs> that
0: would be that would be awesome maybe when something when something new gets announced maybe we could talk about
1: it yeah yeah for sure i love that um and thank you all so much for watching don't forget to check that description box down below to find out all the goodies um from you know musical lists that go along with murder falcon to uh dan's uh social media and such but we'll see you guys very very soon I'm tiffany and uh, that's all i got bye guys <laughs>